Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. Hello and welcome to the following on podcast from Talk Sport, where we're live in South Africa, as usual, ahead of England's second ODI, which you can only follow on Talk Sport and Talk Sport 2. Plenty to discuss today after England lost the opening game by seven wickets in Cape Town, and you'll hear from Tom Curran at the end. Alongside me to discuss uh, the first game and to look forward to the second and third games is uh, Alex Tudor. Tudes, um, it was it was a big surprise, big shock, seven wicket win for South Africa and a heavy, heavy loss for England. What, uh, what do you make of it now after you've uh, had 36 hours to reflect? Uh, game on. I think obviously we, we, we came here, um, all of us, I think we would have seen the England team and felt that they would brush aside this very inexperienced South African side. But what it shows is there's no place for complacency. Um, very impressed with Quinton de Kock, as always a world-class player and, and he had a very good day and Timber Baboomer, he was by far the best I've ever seen him play. Um, shame, really, that he didn't get his 100. Everyone at Newlands was willing him on. Unfortunately, he fell short at 98. But what a fine innings that was in a partnership which actually blew England away. Well, big picture question now. The England squad, a lot of people are saying, why is it so different? The world champions. Did we not deserve to get one more look at the team, the squad that won the World Cup? Um, you know, why have they all been, half of them been discarded? Why has the rebuilding process started so soon, so ruthlessly? Yeah, um, it's a ruthless game, isn't it? International sport in, in any f- format. And um, obviously winning that, they've drawn a line under it as world champions. I'm sure the South African public would have liked to have seen their full strength squad with Stokes and and Butler and, and, and um, Rashid and players like that. But I think Owen Morgan and Chris Silverwood are looking to the future and um, trying to blood in a few. Um, obviously, a few lads have been rested. It was a very hard-fought test series. Some have gone home. Some are here just resting as Ben Stokes is at the moment. I think we'll see him during the T20s. But I think what it will show is that there's not that there's not a lot in the tank as in regards of you know backup because to be fair on that wicket at Newlands they looked a little bit toothless there wasn't a lot of penetrative bowling you take Wood and Archer out of that attack two guys who can bowl nine miles an hour and you take out Rashid who's a world-class ODI bowler who can turn it both ways 
we just missed that and it just looked like we were waiting for South Africa to make a stake to get a wicket instead of having players that can go out there and take wickets for Owen Morgan. So Owen Morgan needs wickets at Newlands and he turns to Joe Root and Joe Denley. I mean, that, that was honestly, because there was a little bit of turn at Newlands, nothing in it for the quick bowlers, nothing in it for the seamers. So no pace, no mystery spin. And Owen Morgan is thinking, how am I going to take a wicket? Yeah, it did. As I said, and I know our own Mark Butcher put that point to him at the end of play and, you know, he's putting a positive spin to it. But um, it did look toothless, to be fair. It didn't look penetrative and uh, they'll have to do some rethinking about how they go about it. Obviously, they don't want to come here and lose 3-0, even though they're trying players. So I think Durban, there may be a few little tweaks. We may see Rashid, possibly Mo come back into this side because, as we know, at Durban, it's not a fast wicket. Um, so they'll have to have a little bit of variation. And, and how we use Chris Jordan, you know, for me, you know, Chris Jordan's a, a good ODI bowler. He, he bowled at the back end when they needed 20, bowled two up top. And then three or two at the back end and not the best use of his abilities for me. Let's look at the batting then. Jason Roy, Johnny Bairstow, they reached 40 without loss. They look absolutely untroubled and they both seem to give it away. Touch of arrogance. Now, I didn't hear anybody complaining when they played with a touch of arrogance at the World Cup. So, um, you know, that's, that's the way they go about their business. They're England's record opening pair um, in terms of runs scored. But, um, you know, they, they don't have Butler and... Stokes behind them in this lineup. Maybe they need a different approach. Listen, I, I, I think we all we were all calling how many when they first started out. Jason Roy started off absolutely beautifully, and we was all saying, "Look, three hundred plus four hundred on this wicket. <laughs> how wrong were we?" Um, and he'd be disappointed, and he looked so when he got out. You know, he was in. He, he had, you know, taken the attack to the bowlers as he normally does, and he just, as you say, you know, the margins are very minimal, and that slight poor execution in his um, shot making was his downfall he, he went for 32 and he could have he should have really one of those you need Bairstow or, or Roy to go on and get 100 if England are going to get that that big total which they've been doing on a regular basis Johnny Bairstow the same looked good for his 19 and then he gave it away and he'll be disappointed as well and as I said you're looking at those two as a linchpin especially in the ODI um for one of them to go on, for so both of them to fall. And then there was a brilliant run out of uh, Joe Root by uh, Rassi van der Dussen, um, which was absolutely fantastic. Uh, and then for me, I'm, I'm really happy with uh, Joe Denley. He's had a rough time of it in Test Series. Back home, everyone was giving him a little bit of stick. But I know how Joe can play, and a lot of others were. And even Kevin Peterson, who was um, commentating for TalkSport 2 as well, was saying, listen, it's not a real point of how... He was playing in the Test Series. He's a better player than that. He's more aggressive than that. So to see him getting bogged down by the spinner was a surprise. And it was nice just to see him rebuild the innings, uh, take his time. And then at the back end, he sort of called up. A shame he weren't able to get to three figures, but I think he'll be happy with his 87. What's your view on, on blooding young players like Tom Banton? I mean, it happens in Test cricket. It happens in every format. You know, you sort of hide them down the order. It was my first live look at him, and uh, I, was, I was excited. I thought, what a, what a talent. Do you think he should be given a, a chance higher up the order? It's going to be hard. Who does he do it for, man? Is it, I mean, listen, everyone back home knows that in ODIs, he opens the batting. He went to the Big Bash, did really well um, for the Brisbane Heat and um, showed everyone what he can do. Sometimes you just got to be able to take your chance. And um, I think lower down, he'd be just happy to play. And when he gets his chance, he's just going to have to show, as you said, even though it was brief, it was exciting, the shot making that he's able to display. Um, if he gets a chance, and I'm sure he will again, um, hopefully he'll be able to do um, slightly better. I think there might be some turn here at Kingsmead. So uh, Mo, Mo Ali and, uh, and Adil Rashid. 
What about Saki Mahmood? How quick is he? Um, will he provide a little bit of pace edge? Um, what he does, he's slightly skiddier. I know Dar- our own Darren Goff has worked with him um, in the England A's, um, or the Lions, as they call it now, um, previously, and he's very excited about him. Um, slightly slingier arm um, action, tries to take the wicket out of the equation, sort of high 80s, the odd 90 mile an hour, but I'd say high 80s, can bowl reverse swing, um, sort of that subcontinental type bowler. Um, but he's exciting, um, possibly here, you could do. Because, as I said, you're trying to take the wicket out of the equation. As you say, Manners, it, it does turn here. Uh, so he's, he is someone that they could look at. Because, as I said, you know, the bowling, apart from Chris Wokes, looked a little bit toothless. When you play a career as long and illustrious as yours, you you've go through many highs and lows. For South Africa, it just seemed to me that they, they were at a low and really low expectations as well. Not of themselves, because, you know, as a team, you tend to pull together in adversity, don't you? And there are new faces, there are cheerful, uh, you know, there's a sort of um, first day at school kind of atmosphere um, amongst the South Africans. But they, they were aware that expectations were low and, and they just seemed to be so calm and cool and they went around about their, their disciplines re- really impressively. Well, they showed England what England been doing to other opponents um, over time, haven't they? they? They're bowling, batting, and in especially their fielding, they were phenomenal. And as you say, the start that England had, we all thought, listen, it's going to be 300-plus. No, they got into their work. Shamsi, I was really impressed with him. Um, he came in, bowled line and length, turned it both ways, caused England problems, had energy about him. And that's what I like to see. I don't like to see this old boring take a wicket shake hands and all that I want to see celebration we're here to to be entertainers and that's what they did and Bavuma in the field is absolutely outstanding Van der Dussen you know diving around for big lads good to see Nangidi out on the boundary I think uh, Quinton's trying to keep him you know loose doesn't want him sort of drifting away he wants him in the games he was out there at deep square um, so it was good to see and yeah they looked a good outfit and as you say sometimes you've got nothing to lose no one was expecting them to, to do what they did to England but they've done that now so there's going to be a vary of expectancy and as you say Quinton put a little bit more price of, on, on his wicket um, Mark asked him that question Mark Butcher asked him that question you know does the captaincy sort of give you that little bit like you know that sort of um, you want to you know show go lead from the front and, and he, he said yes he was aware of that and, and he did he was he, he's a world class player you know he's 1500 in ODIs he has a very good conversion rate and you know, if your world-class player has a good day, more often than not, you're going to have a good day as a team. He keeps being asked about whether he's going to keep the gloves now that he's captain and opening the batting as well. And he just looks so totally nonplussed when people ask the question. You know, um, it's almost like... I mean, it is weird, isn't it? Because that's what he does. It's what he's always done, opened the batting and kept wicket. And now he's captain. They, they want to change the, the workload. It's a bit like saying, right, Tudes, you're going to be captain today, but uh, we don't want you to bowl, all right? Or, 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 or you don't have to bat. I mean, it's, that's what he is. That's, that's who he is. Yeah, that's right. Um, you know, he leads from the front. He's a very cool customer. I think that helps and has a rebound on the rest of, uh, of his players. They look up to him. As I said, as a world-class player, they look for him to, to lead from the front. And that's what he does. And listen... <laughs> You know, he does it better than most, as you say. Keep, obviously, they've just added captaincy to it. You can see from behind all the angles and stuff like that. I think he'll be fine. Right, time to hear from Tom Curran now. He was uh, chatting to Andrew McKenna just a little bit earlier. You're still the second highest wicket taker in the tournament, despite being out of the country for a week. So that must show you that you did pretty well. Yeah, look, I love my time there. It was um, It's a great tournament to be a part of. And obviously doing doing well helps with the enjoyment, I guess. But uh, yeah, had a good time. And like I said, hopefully the boys can get over the line. 
to come here though having got cricket in your in your back pocket so recently it's got to be great because part of the the job now is coming in and out at short notice having played really hard competitive cricket got to be such an advantage for you arriving here yeah i mean well i think that's the the modern day of the professional cricketers playing around the world you know you there's so many leagues so many different tournaments that you can be a part of and you just go from one to the next so um, yeah, I can't, I've come in the back of that from uh, from the Big Bash and uh, feeling good, feeling in good rhythm with both the bat and the ball. So uh, hopefully I can transfer that into, into these games. Can we wind back the clock a little bit further? Because being back in Durban, I think I'm right in saying you were actually at school here for a while. So you know these conditions. They are somewhat unique in, in South Africa, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, I've never actually played here. Yeah, I, did, I did go to school here for a bit, but a uh, long time ago. And so... Yeah, I can't, I can't give too much insight on the wicket, but nowadays, you know, you play at so many different grounds. There's so much uh, info out there, um, so hopefully we can take whatever we can in the build-up and um, yeah, convert it into a good performance tomorrow. The thing they always talk about here is the humidity. What are the problems that that brings? I'm guessing, thinking for bowlers, a sort of moist, damp ball, difficult to grip, and all that sort of thing. Yeah, it was. I mean, in Cape Town, it was very sweaty as well, so... Um, yeah, I mean, you sweat your hands, it's, you know, you have to keep drying your hands, gripping the ball can be tough, um, and I guess under the lights it might get a bit dewy, so we'll see, it's it's one of those things, you just, um, yeah, you gotta, you got to learn to deal with those things now and uh, dry off as much as you can and crack on. You mentioned Cape Town, if we're honest, it was a pretty un-England performance all round, wasn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, you, you can... You can pick parts of the game apart and analyse what went wrong, but I think at the end of the day we, we didn't get enough runs. Um, and so trying to defend that, it, it always looks worse than it is. But, yeah, simply we didn't get enough runs. Was that just poor shot selection? I mean, I can't imagine that Owen's policy has changed when he's you know said, I don't mind if we get bowled out with six overs to go if we're playing shots. I imagine the captain hasn't said anything different. Maybe it was just execution then? Yeah, I mean, yeah, it happens. I think, you know, we lost the openers. Um, I think that run-out was a huge changing point in the game. Um, you know, that goes for four routine morgues, bat on for another 15, 20 overs, completely different game. Um, but I think, yeah, that run-out changed the momentum of the game and then we had to rebuild. Um, and, yeah, when you when you go 4-5 down early, it, it does become hard. So um, I thought we did really well to get back to get up, uh, you know, a defendable score, 240. Um, you know, we, we've defended totals like that before. Uh, we did well to get that, and at the end of the day, they came out and played pretty well. They broke the back of the chase, and, um, yeah, one nil down, two to go. Is it as simple as sometimes, and especially, guys, the quality of De Kock and Bavuma, batsmen can just sometimes play better than the bowlers and that's what happens yeah I mean I think I don't know if it if it got a lot better but I think it definitely got a little bit quicker there was it wasn't the slow balls weren't gripping as much and um, and you know when you're chasing a score like that you can you know dictate the the tempo of the chase you're getting ones and twos off their of the bowlers best balls and then you know inevitably we have to try and take wickets and you get the odd boundary ball so you're going at six seven and over without even trying um too much taking too many risks and then yeah it becomes hard so uh yeah we we, we simply got beaten that day just looking from the outside did you maybe go too defensive too soon, though? It was a case of allowing the singles. They only needed, what, 5.2 and over from the outset. Four or five singles and over seemed to be coming quite comfortably. Did, did you maybe back off a bit too soon? So what, did you, were we supposed to keep the, every fielder and then do you think? What do you think? 
No, what? I don't think we did. No, I think we got the cover and the point in saving one, mid-wicket saving one. Um, and yeah, uh, there's only so tight you can get, I think, before it becomes they're not really saving one and definitely not saving four. So um, we tried and, you know, like I said, we just simply didn't have enough runs. One down, two to play. It's a nice, simple equation for you, isn't it? You, you have to win them both. Yeah, it is. It is. It's pretty simple. Um, and we'll look to start that uh, winning streak tomorrow. Right, that was Tom Curran talking to uh, Andrew McKenna. During uh, the course of recording this podcast, uh, we've uh, had confirmation that Jofra Archer's elbow injury is, uh, as many people suspected, more serious than, uh, than, than everybody hoped it would be. He's definitely not available for the tour to Sri Lanka in March, and he's also, Chudes, out of the IPL, which will, which will hurt him in the pocket, but uh, I, think it'll hurt him, I think it'll hurt him elsewhere more than uh, in the pocket. He's got lots of time and lots of years ahead to make money. I think he was really looking forward to another season with the Rajasthan Royals. Yeah, I'm, I'm devastating hearing that news. He's, he's the one, one of the one cricketers that I would pay to go and watch. I, I get really excited when he runs into bowl. So not to see him for a period of time is going to be a loss to cricket, also to England. Um, but he needs to rest up. He's, he, he's had a, a very hard year or so playing franchise cricket before that and then coming into the England side as he did World Cup, massive explosion. Then the Ashes, you know, to have a World Cup in the Ashes in the same year is absolute madness, but that was the calendar. Um, and his elbow's taken a bit of a battering in, in the process. So it's a little bit more serious than, than we had hoped for. Um, but it just gives him this time to rest. And as you say, yeah, we'll hurt him in his pocket. But I think, you know, the modern cricketer, um, you know, they get well looked after. And I think his health is, is more important. And if he can, you know, come back, good rest. And as you say, hit the summer, uh, England going to be better off for him um, having this rest. Elbow injury, it's nasty, isn't it? You'd have uh, carried a few of those in your time. It's one of those ones where you just don't know whether it's ready to go or not until you start bowling. And then when you start bowling, you realise it's not ready to go. Yeah, that's right. I mean, I've been lucky enough. I've had many injuries, not quite elbow. My action was slightly different. But um, for him, you know, that's going to be a a slight issue. It's, It's always the comeback. When you have an injury, it's like, can I bowl at the pace that I was? Will I have the same skill set? Um, but I'm sure he'll he'll work well. He's got you know the best people looking after him, and um, with a lot of rehab, and he'll work hard. I'm sure he'll be back again for sure. He's got age on his side. Um, he's enthusiastic. He loves his cricket, and as you said, uh, a fit and raring Jofra Archer is going to be not only good for England but the world game. Finally, then back to Kingsmead. Your your well, I won't say prediction. I'm not going to ask you who's <laughs> going to win or lose. But how do you see the game going? Um, I see England turning up and uh, I see them um, putting in a better performance of what they did. I'm sure Owen Morgan and Chris Silver are going to demand it. I think the players also are. You know, they've got a, a good travelling support out here. They don't want to disappoint them. You know, they're loyal. They sing from dusk to dawn and uh, they want to go out there and try and get this series back to 1-1. Thank you very much indeed, Alex Tudor. That's all for today's show. But don't forget, you can keep up to date with all the action from South Africa on the following on podcast, which will be broadcast daily. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Acast and Spotify. And we look forward to talking to you again tomorrow. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today.
Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 